Would you like to come and stall it? Ah, will you just stall it, look? I'd like to come and stall it. I'm not really in the mood. Well, come on and bleed and stall it. Yeah, house hatcher. I'm not a house hatcher. We'll stall it for a crack. We're gonna how are you doing? This is a this is a Christmas special, a Christmas yeah. special episode of the Staller Podcast. It's like the Father Ted Christmas special. No, it's just a ritual for me to watch that. Yeah. So it should be a ritual for you to listen to this. Yeah, you and all the family gather around the fire, play the Staller Podcast, and and pull Christmas crackers. Yeah. It's not actually a recording though. Well, it's uh, yeah. It, it, well, it is a recording, but it's not a of the time recording. It's. No. Old old stock. It's kind of unheard. Unheard. Behind the scenes, uh, unheard of yeah. stuff. Stuff Very that's good. been picked up off the cutting room fro- yeah. floor. But good. About when I asked you what would happen if like, you knocked into my house and I opened the door and you shot me. Yeah. Would it be on Twitter? This will... <laughs> it will make sense when you, when you play back. And we actually got a listener question in um, that, we didn't, that we didn't read out. But mm. now we're going to read it out. And um, you'd be out. It's about the ghosts, my ghost stories. Someone called you out on your uh, fabricated yeah. ghost stories. We had uh, a while back, we had a few episodes with lots of ghost stories. And a listener who told us they're from the back part of Kimmage got in touch. And they weren't happy with Joe's um, full blooded belief in all things paranormal. So mm, he was a skeptic. He was a skeptic. And that led us into a few things. De- so debunking Joe. Yeah, we've held that back for a little while, so we're going to play it out for you uh, mm. now in a couple of minutes. Uh, They're good bits now. Oh, yeah. I don't even know where they were. Cut, cut for time. No, Just, because they were yeah. getting saved for I knew we'd Christmas need something special. Mm. Yeah. These were wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, right, so this is our non-Christmas-themed Christmas special. None of this is Christmas-themed. For Halloween, we do about four fucking episodes. I know, <laughs> we do know. four minutes for Christmas. Christmas is just a bit... It's not bad. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, I love Christmas. I do like Christmas. And we could have done a deep dive on Jesus Christ and That's all that. That's not the I was thinking. You know, the three kings didn't show up on the birth of Jesus. They showed up like a few days later. I thought they were like, oh, there's a star in the sky. Mom could be bleeding leggy. What did you show up and say? Where was there then, boy? They showed, they showed up at the presents, frankincense and myrrh and gold. And yeah. What the fuck is myrrh? That's like your auntie and uncles that are just like late to the party. And they just give you a fucking link set about a year. Six months later, yeah, on your birthday, and look, there's your Christmas present. One of them gave gold. Imagine you had a gun in your pocket and you knew what you were going to do when you're chatting away, and I have the gun in my pocket like that. Be like that because I know what I'm about to do, you know. I'll be like, <laughs> Imagine you shot me, <laughs> like, imagine you just shot the two of us and. Like all, all that would happen to me is like, get locked up, it, and that's it. If it, right, on. Yeah. If we were sitting here recording a pod, we're going way off track, but I'm just fucking asking, right? Yeah, I love it. If we were sitting there recording a podcast, right? Yeah. And you took out a, a gun and shot me in the head, yeah, and left him and just walked out, and you were caught and arrested. Do you think that would be all over Twitter? <laughs> I didn't know where that. I didn't know that's where that question was going to end. <laughs> what do you think it'd be all over Twitter? Joe McGuckin just shot Darren Conway in Go Loud Studios in front of producer Owen. Yeah, I think it'd be on Twitter, Ari. That'd be on the RT News. That'd be on maybe even multinational uh, uh, news. What if you just came to me house and shot me? No, but say like I'm in my gaff, right? Uh huh. Watching Netflix. And 
there's a knock on the window. I'm like, that's a bit weird. No one ever knocks on the window, do you know? Yeah, yeah. Fucking door, like it's right beside it. That's yeah. weird. Why would you do that? And I open the door, and you're standing there, right? With a fucking bulletproof vest on. <laughs> just in case you shoot back. <laughs> yeah, just in case I had a feeling you were going to do it. And you just shot me in the head, and I do it. Yeah. Would you say that be on Twitter? If you were walking down the street, yeah? Yeah. Say you were walking down the street, and I shot you. Would it be big news? In the middle of town, O'Connell Street. Yeah. I'd say the headline would be like, man is shot dead in broad daylight in O'Connell Street. I don't think it would say... Online comedian Darren. No, I was. That's not what I'm asking. Oh, what are you asking? Just wondering, would that be a news article? Like, yeah, right. I might get verified. <laughs> imagine how Taylor <laughs> got. Imagine he got verified because he was missing just one last credential from a news outlet, <laughs> and it was him murdering me, and he got it, and got away with the murder, and then he was verified, and then. Do you know what's mad? Yeah. I could kill you. <laughs> shoot you dead and hand myself into the guards and I'd be I'd do a bit of time and I'd be out in about seven years not seven you wouldn't get you'd do more you'd do 14 at I'd least for, I'd get out for good behaviour like I, I would schmooze the f- there's I no way you get the out good behaviour for murdering people broad daily like there's good behaviour and then there's then there's me I would be a fucking angel I would look so rehabilitated I'd suck. No. <laughs> no. I just. <laughs> he's doing it with his hands. <laughs> What's it? You know me, I wouldn't do something like that. <laughs> I would be. I would, <laughs> I'd get out for such good behaviour. They'd be like, he does not belong in here. He is such. A, he's an angel. And I'd cry. But someone that. Someone would more of you more than me. Do you think so? 100%. Amy. No, me family. <laughs> but they wouldn't know it was me. They would, because I'd tell them. I'd be, uh, as a ghost? Mm-hmm. Ma, ma, oh. it was Joe. If you if you killed me, I'd haunt you. Would you? I'd do awful things to your house. Join the queue. There'd <laughs> be a gang of you. Have a, a gang of ghosts. How many other people are, are you planning on killing? <laughs> but like, now I would, I'd haunt your whole house. Why? I'd fucking... Uh, I'd upend the place. Trown sugar everywhere and pissing on the fucking... Yeah, it wouldn't show, would it? That's bang out of order, man. Oh, I would, though. That's for murdering me. If you didn't yeah. murder me, if I died of natural causes, I wouldn't haunt you. Would you be like a guardian angel or something? No, I'd destroy a whole life from the, if, from the grave. If I didn't kill you, though, if you just... Oh, then I'd just, like, oh, just leave him. I'd just fucking float around. What if you were messing on the path? <laughs> and you pushed me and said, two and flint. Br- yeah. Bags of What was it? Tell your man I said your man. life. And you went out underneath the bus wheel, boom. You could, I couldn't... You know, I wouldn't haunt you. Your body couldn't be identified. You couldn't tell your head from your arse. I wouldn't haunt you. No? Would haunt you it. take care of me from the other side, though? If I, if I bought a scratch card, would you say, give him a good one? No. Because you still killed me. But by accident. But you still definitely killed me. But I didn't mean it. But you still did it. Be manslaughter. <laughs> but still killed me. <laughs> you did. Uh, I did, technically. True. Let's hope we don't die. Um, if you pushed me out in front of a car, I'd still haunt you. Would you? But like not, just kind of, 
I wouldn't like be f- going into the kitchen and slamming the presses no. open and co- I just kind of like slowly move things like see that phone on the table there I just kind of like move it a few inches and just kind of make you question mess everything with it, like, yeah, mess with my head hide, I'd hide things on you I'd open the door and not, and then you'd be just like I thought I'd fucking shut that door boom little few bangs I'd turn the telly on in the middle of the night when you're sleeping and you'd be like what the fuck done that I switched off the switches like yeah and leave on a weird station like fucking fashion TV. Why <laughs> do watch that anyway? Hoy <laughs> Street TV. Fucking class. No, no, Hoy Street TV. Fashion FTV. Used to be on at the end of the music stations. You'd be doing the catwalks and all. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going now? Woo! Spirit shit, man. Me. Joe oh, uh, What what We have an email And I know this is not the bonus episode Emails what? in the main What the fuck But this email Is of Such Significance That I felt it merited being included in the main episode hmm. And by significance I mean It tears into you in some I, detail Of course yeah. Of course it does So we have been contacted by A person who has Requested they be known as um, Thunder Tits O'Leary from the Back Party Kimmage. <laughs> Thunder Tits O'Leary from the Back Party Kimmage. Already hiding behind the facade. And I know it's going to rip into me, so you little windy bastard, you. Couldn't give me a real name, Thunder Tits. Good nickname. It's a good name. Thunder Tits begins. Dear Darren and Joe, the following was written as a kind of stream of consciousness email fueled by rage and monster during a recent episode where you were talking about all things supernatural. So my apologies if it's a bit all over the place. Apology not accepted. Mm, fair enough. So we get into the, the main of Thundertits email. Thundertits! <laughs> <No. laughs> I am halfway through this week's episode and I really feel like you, you need a podcast revealing all the ghost bollocks to be bollocks. The science, micro-movement or something it's called, behind Ouija boards and that they were originally to contact World War I soldiers in the trenches. And maybe the origin of people believing in ghosts. It's all easily researched. Later on in the episode, Joe was talking about his experiences. Strange how they're mostly when the people involved are asleep or just awake. And presumably, he told his missus about the woman ghost, planting the idea in her head, so that every time something odd happens such as your husband sleepwalking, her mind goes to thoughts of that woman. You need to get a couple of sceptics in on the podcast is what I'm saying. Ghosts aren't real. They were invented by humans a relatively short time ago and this needs to be said. Thunder Tits O'Leary continues. Joe probably needs a carbon monoxide alarm. Poisoning from it is the number one cause of hauntings. I have. Doesn't every house have a carbon monoxide alarm? He goes on. Of course he does. The, the question was raised on that issue or that issue in that episode. Were cavemen scared of ghosts? <laughs> Fuck off, Joe. <laughs> ghosts have only been around for about 200 years. That's why they all look like 1800s people. Joe would be better off asking why we don't see caveman ghosts, or cow ghosts, he's or like, bird ghosts. He's At what stage of human evolution would we have developed the ability to turn into ghosts after death? And how? And why? What purpose would it serve in our species survival? Because seeing as we share a common ancestor with every living thing, but we only ever hear of human ghosts, it must be an evolutionary thing. That's a good point. I like that point from Thunder Tits O'Leary. Come here to me, Thunder Tits O'Leary. There's, okay, there's more. Is there more? Oh, there's more. 
All right, okay. I can't get through it all. Okay, go Thunder for it. Tits continues. There's a lot to dissect here, though. I feel like I should have a notepad. That's why this is it not kind of made, bonus It's starting to make sense now why, why I haven't seen a ghost. Because they're not real. <laughs> Thunder Tits continues. As an addendum to the above, I've put in a tiny bit of research. So, Ouija boards work because of the ideomotor effect. I-D-E-O-M-O-T-O-R. Ideomotor effect. The user is moving the glass subconsciously. The board was first patented as a board game with absolutely nothing to do with ghosts in 1890. It was then used to contact, in inverted commas, soldiers abroad fighting in World War I. The ghost enthusiasts then realised they could make money from it and they appropriated it for their seances. Belief in ghosts skyrocketed during the glory years, again in in inverted commas, of seances in the 1800s when spiritualists would use various tricks to convince punters of contact with the dead. The most famous spiritualists of this era were the Fox sisters, who later admitted it was all a hoax, but by that time the people who believed in it were too emotionally invested in it to back down in their beliefs. A full history of belief in ghosts would take far too long to write, but suffice to say, not only has their existence never been proven, but the spiritualist mediums etc. have always been proven to be charlatans and any scientific experiments done to prove the existence of ghosts has failed. Unfortunately, due to confirmation bias, people who believe in ghosts won't read up on any of this. I really think you, that's all of us, could do with an episode interviewing a proper sceptic who is better informed and more eloquent than me. Hugs and kisses, Thunder Tits O'Leary, the back paradigm image. Right, come here to me Thunder Tits. First of all, you little Google tirade there. It doesn't stand up. You're talking about ghosts just appeared like in the 1800s. Simply not true. Like the whole idea of religion is based on powers beyond our understanding, which is technically a ghost. It's like there's a man in the sky. There's ghosts that come down. There's angels like the archangel Gabriel. Like what you're talking about Old Testament shit, even before Archangel Gabriel. The Old Testament, there's voices in the sky talking to Moses. That's tens of thousands of years old. That's not 1800s. But can you point to any example of a ghost, like a haunting, a spirit haunting a house or... Like a, a, a malicious, a malicious ghost. Well, just any kind of haunting... Are you talking about something from... Like, Let's say before the... Let's even go back to the 1500s. Before then. Like we had talk of witches and so on. But like the idea of a spirit, an unseen spirit in a house, like... Poltergeist shit. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look this up. Yeah, what, the power of Google. You know, this, we have Google too, Tunda Tits. This is just becoming a, a fucking horror podcast. A supernatural horror yeah. podcast at this stage. Tunda Tits is not going to like this one. There was a sighting or a, a hearing of a ghost in the first century AD. Pliny the Younger, who was a Roman author and statesman, reported uh, that the spectre of an old man uh, with a long beard and rattling chains was haunting his house in Athens. And then, here's another one, in the year 856, which, you know, 700 years later, more, 800 years later, the first poltergeist uh, was reported at a farmhouse in Germany. Well, he is saying the 1800s is kind of when they were invented. But that's the 800s. So it's oh, thousand years. Okay, yeah. right. Thousand right. years earlier. Aesop's fables have ghosts in them. What's uh, that? What's an Aesop fable? It's like uh, the boy who cried wolf is one of Aesop's fables. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's a man like thousands and thousands of years old who wrote a bunch of stories. And like there's some stories of ghosts in the Aesop's fables. And that's like thousands of years old. There's so many pieces of writing that talk about ghosts pre-1800s thunder tits <laughs> <laughs> oh lady I agree with getting someone on that who is who can uh, debrief the whole thing 
Yeah, be good. But also, I do want to say that I've never seen a ghost with my own eyeballs. Did you plant it in Moira's head about the No, I, w- I went to bed that night. I went up the stairs, went to bed, he didn't know Moira was awake. He's saying that I planted it. Yeah. So how the fuck would he know? He's just listening to the podcast. <clears throat> yeah. Well, <laughs> let me uh, give you a few uh, few tidbits of information here. Or she as well. It could be a she. Thunder tits. Yeah. Thunder tits all early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. So they've found that people who report poltergeists... So this will be what they believe to be hauntings where there are moving objects uh, and noises and so on in a house or a building. It seems to be fairly consistent that a lot of people who report these things have suffered damage to certain regions of the right hemisphere of their brain, the region that is responsible for visual processing. So they're just imagining presses opening and shit. Yep. And certain forms of epilepsy can cause the feeling that a presence is stalking you nearby. Well, if that is the case... How can you, like, if it's a if it's a whole family being targeted by a poltergeist? Yeah, like, like the Amityville. The em- Amityville, Enfield haunting. Amityville, like, I think, was a hoax. <sighs> do this to me now. <laughs> I'm not emotionally prepared for this now, don't. Did you see that? Fucking real. Did you see that Netflix documentary that came oh. out there? Is it about the, the Amityville horror? No, The Devil on Trial. Uh, did I see that, actually? It's like this fella said he was possessed and that's why he killed yeah. his landlord. Yeah. But, like, his family is with him, like... In the documentary, they're talking about their experiences. Yeah, I, t- I turned it off. I turned yeah, it off. yeah, it's a shit documentary. <laughs> it's a shit documentary. But he's an alpha now. He's a big fat alpha from yeah, yeah. South, and, South America. And he's sitting there and he's like, South I America. was possessed. And all his families are like split up now. But like some of them are still saying like, yeah, I was there. I, I can't explain what this was like. It was mm. fucking major. And then like you've got one brother who's like being interviewed and he's like, it's complete bollocks. He's like, first of all, our ma was putting like sleeping tablets in our fucking dinners, like, and like the the after effects of that. One of the after effects is that you can hallucinate and stuff and blah blah blah. But like the kids, like adamant, like as he's older, he's like, I was possessed. I was possessed by the devil. Don't look away. Mad. One of his in laws murdered his landlord, and he was like on trial for murder and. His he was play, his, possessed as well. His possessed yeah, as well. his place. I was possessed. Oh, that, I was a part of that. Like when he was possessed, so like I'm possessed, and that's why I killed him. It's a good one, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, his his uh, demon jumped into me. That's literally what happened. Supposedly, <laughs> oh, they were man. in a church and they done an uh, exorcism on him, on the kid, and then the the in law. I think it's his like he was with his sister or something, and um, he's like get the fuck out of him, demon or something. And then the demon goes into him and then he kills his landlord. <laughs> ah, it's a load of me arse. The Amityville Horror. Oh, here we go. The defence attorney for Ronald DeFeo, who was the guy who killed the people in the house. His family, yeah. Yeah, he said they just made it up. Fuck's sake. It was like just their strategy for the defence. Then the family who moved in afterwards who claimed that... Same shit happened. Yeah. The dad was very interested in the occult... And one of his sons came later on and said, like, all the documentaries and movies and everything like, massively exaggerated what happened. And it was basically, my dad was so interested in this stuff, he came up with a lot of these stories and people believed it. Oh, Did you see that other? If nothing else. That Till Murder Day was part? No. That was good. Interesting. Mad, actually. You were watching some dark shit, man. You okay? You feeling okay? Yeah, I'm good. You're going to be going on a, like, Massacre or something? You're gonna start believing nah. butchering people? Nah, no, just end it. Just enjoying some Netflix. Watching <laughs> Netflix like everyone else. Netflix and kill. Hey, do you like that one? Did you laugh out loud? <laughs> uh, another interesting one for you. So I'm sure you've seen in horror films uh, or maybe heard ghost stories of it, where someone looks in the mirror and sees like 
a stranger's face looking back at them. Ooh, no, that sounds horrible. I've never seen that. Well, there was one Italian psychologist. He looked in the mirror one morning and he found an old man staring back at him. Obviously terrified himself. And he decided, being a man of science, he decided he was going to look into it. So he went away and did some experiments and found that it is surprisingly common when someone looks at their reflection in the half-light because the brain will struggle to fully construct your face from what it can see and could sometimes fill in the image from memory mm. and can create something that's not there. So your brain tricks you, tricks itself into believing that you've seen a ghost, for instance. In There's the fucking one moment that I can't explain and I talked about before was when I worked in the Shamrock. Oh, and there was like a door closed? That could have been a draft. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't explain <laughs> it. <laughs> it's unexplainable. It's the door closed. It's hard to say because, like, obviously I'm going to say that. How was he described that? It's I was behind real... the bar. There was no, no one up there. Like... <laughs> when you told us about it, you were like, it was a real something nice. <laughs> it's like, it, this cannot ever be explained. It can't though. There's no draft. Like, there's no gust of wind coming from anywhere. Like, and I'm behind the bar and there's the door beside the bar. And in there is just like boxes of beer or whatever and blah, blah, blah. I was just standing behind the bar and next of all, the door just like swung closed, like forcefully, really like maliciously closed, proper hard, like, like boom. And you don't think it could have just been a draft, like another no. door was open. So cause sometimes I'm drying the floors in my house and I open the front door and I open the back door it and I don't like think that. about it. And then the middle door just goes, a boom. It wasn't like that. No? Nah. See, that's why I don't like talking about it because then people are like, you fucking need it. <laughs> Do you know that way? But like, only I can determine what happens. This is the thing though, isn't it? Like, you, like, nobody else can really experience what you experience. You can only give your rendition of it. And what's unexplainable to you is just a draft to me. Exactly. <laughs> and a voice, like I talk about that Jason story and my brother's always like, oh, well, that could have been just like a, a sheet moving or something. And it just kind of sounds like, Jason. Or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, or, or you're just moving around and you just hear, Jason. <laughs> no, it's always That's a the way sheets sound. Jason. Do you remember, well, isn't there Led Zeppelin records that if you play it backwards, it's saying like demonic shit yeah. and like proper, same you can with, hear it. Same with that song, Chicago. But the, the musical? No, it's just in Little Nicky. Oh, okay. Plays backwards and he's like, I command you in the name of Lucifer. Yeah. To spread the blood of the innocents. Well, have you ever heard of the Led Zeppelin? <laughs> There's ones on Tupac and it's like, he's telling his messages backwards that he's alive and all. And it, it's like, yeah, it sounds like that if you fucking wanted to sound like that. Do you know yeah. that way? Yeah. It's yeah, like, I think uh, that's what it was. It's like, I'm alive. alive. Uh, I'm alive. Or something like that. And it's like, it's fucking interesting though. Tell us about the Led Zeppelin one. Just that people said it was just, uh, a lot of people listened to it, so it was just, I'm, um, a mash and a jumble of things and if you wanted to hear the devil's voice in it you probably could <laughs> that's another thing I'm, I'm looking up here a BBC science article about belief in ghosts and another point they make uh, is basically if you're already inclined to believe in ghosts you are far more likely to have a sighting I feel like every human being is inclined to believe in ghosts I kind of don't they did a study but the door slammed yeah but still like <laughs> don't believe in a ghost there is a scientist called Tapani Rieki at the University of Helsinki oh yeah I know him and what he did was he had sceptics and believers of ghosts view simple animations of moving shapes while they were lying in a brain scanner he found that people who believed in the paranormal were more likely to see some kind of intention behind the movements so they take that the shapes were playing a game of tag for instance uh, 
and he could see the greater brain activity in the regions normally associated with what they call the theory of mind, which is like understanding other people's motives. So they were ascribing great meaning to what they were looking at, whereas the skeptics weren't seeing anything like that. I'm just, I'd love to talk to somebody who had a face-to-face encounter with a ghost, who was like, there's a ghost in this room and I'm looking at it. If there's anyone out there that's seen a fucking ghost. Because <laughs> like we're really getting legs out of all this. There, really was, a, want to talk to there was another team of researchers at the University of Amsterdam who found that paranormal believers were much more likely to imagine they had seen a walking figure in these random light displays they'd put together. People who believed in ghosts would much more likely to report that they had seen a figure walking in the display. So again... If you are inclined to believe that stuff is possible, it seems you're more likely to come across it, which might explain why you've seen so many ghosts. Cause I'll tell you what, <laughs> he fucking loves them. The scare, I think the most scared I've ever been, right, was when Moira was pregnant with Oliver, she brought me to the most isolated Airbnb in the country. Like, legitimately, that's what it's kind of been portrayed as. And it's a cottage with no electricity and no running water in the middle, like the northernmost point of Donegal. There's nothing for miles. And I'm talking fucking miles. And it's pitch black. You open the door of your electricity list cottage with like thatch roofing and stuff like that. Empty. Light and, and candles. It's bl- like pure black. Lighting candles and a fireplace. So we were sitting there and mo- like that day we got there, Maura told me that she was pregnant. And I was like, oh my God. Like, it, this is on camera and stuff like she recorded. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, I was delighted. But automatically, I went into kind of protective mode. Even though I was on night shifts before this, she picked me up and said, have a surprise. And she took, I'm um, half asleep, like, do you know what I mean? And so she says, you go in and lie down. And she unpacked the car, even though she was pregnant, whatever. Few, <laughs> only a few weeks pregnant, like, you know. But she unpacked the car as I was in bed because it was bollocks after night shifts. So she unpacked the car and then it was when I woke up then that she told me and she was like surprised and she got me like a bottle of whiskey and a cigar and stuff. So I was drinking whiskey and I had a cigar and I was feeling very protective now that I knew that she was pregnant. And just then, like at night time, the middle of the night, we were sitting down by the fire. And this must have been how people like 100 years ago, 150 years ago, lived like in this kind of fair. Without the whiskey and cigars. And it was cold as well because it was in the winter. So the front door is a wooden door and there's a drape that goes down to keep the breeze out. And in the middle of the night, the door burst open and the drape just goes, and start waving, oh, what the fuck is this chick? And I was like, get out, get the fuck out. And I went over to the door, I was like, get the fuck out. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Some fella comes in to slaughter us in the middle of nowhere. I was like, get the fuck out. I think it was a sheep in the end. I think like there was there was sheep, that, random wild Roman sheep. I think a sheep was just like bumping into the... Just having a look around. Yeah. I was like, get the fuck out. It was like was 11 it windy? Like, it was a sheep opened the door. A sheep? A sheep opened ah. the door. With his hands? And I thought about... No, I don't know, I think with his fucking head is going... <laughs> just off the... Get the fuck out! Get well, the fuck out! You're saying that sheep was like going 90 this... The wind, the drape. no, no, no. The wind was the drape opened because the door. Not sheep. I'm confused with sheep and sheep. <laughs> there is a heavy the drape. Sheep opened the door and there was a sheet on the. And door. that was blown that because was blown. the door had opened. And I thought it was a man coming in to kill me, and that's genuinely what I thought. And it was fucking terrifying. I'm sorry. 
How is that like the pinnacle of your ghost stories? Well, it's not. I didn't know. I thought first of all, like I was just like, "What the fuck is it?" Like so many. This things is like when you asked him when he said the most scary ever was when he almost choked in a campino. It's not the same thing. <laughs> not the same thing. Pretty scary. It's a fucking sheep, a random bleeding sheep coming in for a bit of munch. That was scary. That what? was that was fucking scary though. One more thing, study. Uh, just to say that, like, if having a belief in this stuff, and first of all, if even if something isn't real. But you experience it, you still experience the same level of terror. So, yeah, you wouldn't say to someone like, I get over it. They're still terrified, whether it is something in the environment, whether it's the. Or whether it's a sheep. What's that noise? Infrasound, wasn't it? Infrasound? Yeah, like the frequency that can be humming oh, yeah, yeah. undetected, but can cause your brain to have hallucinations. Oh, okay. That or carbon monoxide or all these things that could be in the atmosphere and causing you to. I don't know if we have a carbon monoxide alarm. I oh, should get one. This study found that people who were superstitious when they brought their favourite lucky charm into a memory test they significantly improved their results so even though obviously it had no actual benefit but it made them more confident and so therefore oh. it had a very real result the placebo effect is very real I, I do believe I don't think there's such thing as a lucky charm but I do believe in the placebo effect like a footballer wearing a special pair of socks mm. or a special jersey or something like that I, I feel like that will pads. yeah I think it changes your frame of mind and your frame of mind can dictate your success. I think Jack Grealish said that he wears his socks lower because he plays better or he thinks he plays better when he has his socks. He wears his socks really low like and yeah. he has like really small tiny shin guards. guards. <laughs> I know, like I looking. think he said that, I don't know. It's not worth a fact check because so what if he didn't say that? I think John Terry had a special pair of jocks that he used to play in. There's a joke every there game, somewhere. Every game. <laughs> Never changed his jocks. <laughs> Okay, some strange sporting superstitions here. Yeah. Poker players would play with a special chip as the card holders. They would be superstitious about that. Yeah. I, I, well, I don't have that one here yet, but I, I well believe it. We do love a good superstition on the Stala podcast. I sure we do. Serena Williams wouldn't change her socks once during the tournament. The dirty fecker. Smelly fuck. <laughs> but would she wash them? No, because then she'd be changing them. Would she be changing? If you're washing your socks, is that changing them? If you could put the same pair on. Or is that just washing her socks somewhere in the same Yeah, I wouldn't say that she... I'm sure she takes them off and somebody cleans them for her. I'd be her in a game of tennis. <laughs> Fernando Alonso, the, the F1, F1 driver. driver, has a superstition of not shaking anyone's hand on the grid. Michael Jordan... That sounds like an excuse to just be a prick. <laughs> Possibly. Michael Jordan used to wear his college team shorts underneath his Chicago Bulls shorts. Oh. Do you have a superstition yourself now? <coughs> no, don't think so. I have a favourite hand in poker that I have to play every time I get it. 10A. Have to play 10A every every time. Don't know why. I don't know what that means. A 10A? Have you never played Texas Hold'em? Never. Stop. Oh, and have you? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You've never played poker? Played the fruities. <laughs> They're easier. Just pull the stick down. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I just assume everyone knows how to play poker. Like Having a brace. Roulette. Handy enough. Blackjack. Can you play blackjack? Can't play any card game. Really? Zero. Like, no card game. Ever. Like, rummy or anything like that? Don't even know what that is. Switch? No. What the fuck? How do you not know how to play these games? I just never played cards. Snap? Yeah, snap. I know what snap is. Okay. <laughs> 50 pickup. Yeah. That's a good one. 52 card pickup. Yeah, just take two out, it's 50 though. I cannot believe you don't know how to play cards. Like, if I took out a deck of cards, you couldn't play a single card game. If you took out a deck of cards now and said, play a card game, <laughs> I'd say, I can't, I don't know one. Wow. wow. I'd say there's a lot of people that don't know how to play cards. 
What would you do if the electricity went out in your area? Um, not play cards. <laughs> <laughs> would you like when you were a kid? Jenga, maybe. Jenga was a good game. Oh. Hungry hippo. <laughs> Get the hungry hippo out there. Cluedo. Guess who? I never played Cluedo in my life. Have you ever played Snakes and Ladders? Played Snakes and Ladders many a time. Is yeah. it weird that I've never played a card game? Yeah. Very weird. Like it was kind of weird that you'd never played Texas Hold'em. Then it was weirder that you hadn't played that or Blackjack. But then when you said you hadn't played any card game, that's very strange. Like Switch? You've never played Switch? No. And you've never played Rummy? No. Have you, you've played Switch and Rummy, yeah? Yeah, Rummy you'll, you'll rarely, but yeah. Switch. What's rummy? Rummy. Rummy is like where you have to get three of a kind and a straight. I don't even know what a straight is or a one of a kind. Uh. <laughs> well, one of a kind is just a card. I don't become a thing where I'm like... <laughs> one of a kind. I don't want this becoming a thing though. So this careful where you're treading. <laughs> Why? It's just a touchy subject oh, that, you can't, that you don't know card games. I can teach you. I can teach you a card game. Bit of life for that. Never. Nah. You're going to have kids and you'll have to pass Even it on to them. GTA when you had to fucking play, uh, not when you go into the casinos in GTA and you had to play blackjack on like fucking it was me bollocks. Not, <laughs> you don't real, ha- not even real money. You don't have to do that either. I know, but I wanted like, to learn. I, have to I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn. <laughs> so I you learned. GTA could have taught GTA. me. Oh. Blackjack is not, you don't have to learn blackjack. <laughs> like, you just have to add up to 21. Just, yeah, just add up 21. No, then you're okay. If it's more than 21, you're gone. Like I've tried to play them before. And I lose interest. You lost interest in the game. Like someone will say, "Do you want to fucking listen, <laughs> like, listen, listen?" Takes two someone seconds. Someone will say, "Do you want to have a game of cards?" I'll be like, "Yeah, let's have a game of cards." What we playing? And then they explain it, and then I, I'm not interested. I forget about, it, and then it doesn't register with me. I'm sick. Like, I don't care about that, <laughs> so I don't remember it at all. Wow. If you're what? on a train or something, I feel like it's a, if you're on a train with a group of people, like what do you do? The people are playing cards. I just look at them and don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't register it. I don't care. Like. Texas Hold'em is one of my favourite pastimes. Like, I fucking love it so much. Love playing that game. Switch and Rummy, great to play on Christmas. Like, when you have a group together and you don't know what to fucking do or talk about, cards is just the best thing. I could have went the cards route (laughs) when I was younger, like yourself, playing cards around Christmas and that. Yeah. I was more into the top trumps. So what's top trumps? It's like a card game where, well, I I had like Marvel top trumps and stuff like that and it's like, different superheroes with their like strengths and abilities and their score and you draw a card and they draw a card and if you have more stats you keep that card like and then whoever has all the cards in the end wins do you get me yeah would this, your man know how to play it I used to just play it on my own <laughs> you put one hand against the other one yeah. <laughs> just you switching over to the other side of the table we used to play it in school in the yard and that I'm gonna learn how to play backgammon that sounds like a rasher yeah, a bit of gammon. There's a bit of gammon there. There's a bit of the yeah, backgammon. I cannot believe you never played cards, like any game of cards. Oh, I've played cards, like it's just, yeah, I just don't care really about it. <laughs> Do you get me? Like, I get you, yeah. I'd say there's loads of people out there who've played cards, but like wasn't invested in playing cards and just didn't bother with cards, but was just there. Do you get me? But wasn't that a phase where people used to play Texas Hold'em poker on Facebook, like the Messenger app or something Spider like that? Spider Solitaire. Would you know how to play Solitaire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the most complicated <laughs> of all of the playing games. Now, Solitaire, that, that's like, even back then when that was on the old computers. Yeah. I hated it. I just don't like cards, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like card games. Sorry. Uh, 
birthday cards. That's the only cards you like. Cards with money in it. Yeah. Gift cards. Absolutely. I'm there for that. <laughs> Bank cards. <laughs> These are debit cards. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. Trump more superstitions. Yeah, go for it. There was a baseball player called Kevin Romberg. In 1982, he played 41 games for the Cleveland Indians. He's not the most memorable of players, but he had a superstition, or maybe a compulsion, that basically if someone touched him during a game, he had to touch them back. So once other players in the league learned of this, they'd know if you ran up and touched them and then ran away, he'd have to chase you across the field. What the fuck? <laughs> and baseball and is... And they'd know, like the opposition had now yeah, this super... Yeah, yeah, baseball is not a fluid game. You don't run around. You're supposed to be in your position for every... At bat, so if the fella playing what well, whatever a left fielder, if the left fielder has run across to the right side of the field, then the batter knows. Well, I just hit it here, and I score because there's supposed to be somebody there, but he's chasing someone else because they touched him. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. I had that one where in school and that like a crumple of paper to throw it in a bin, <laughs> and I'd say to myself, if I don't get it in, my man's gonna die. Oh. It got a lot darker. <laughs> well, or, like the house is going to burn down or something drastic is going to happen. Yeah. And I throw it and I'd miss and I'd say, three goes. <laughs> three goes then. And I'd obviously get it. And, and I, when I didn't get it after three, I'd say, for six. <laughs> and then it just wouldn't happen. Just keep adding numbers. You still add it. What number are you at now? Oh, 700. <laughs> thousand million. Gazillion. Endless <laughs> amounts now. Oh. Or getting out of the bat. Like now when it gets, like when you're, the bat gets cold, but it's like colder outside the bat. And it's still kind of warm when you think you're in a bath and if I get out it's going to be colder even though the water's cold. Yeah. I just say if I don't get out in 10 seconds I'm going to die. <laughs> just to give you a little bit of pick up and go. Just to go like. You do this now? No I don't have a bath anymore I have a shower. So what do you do now? It's the same thing just a shower. I don't you, really. You're keeping your mouth alive. It was just like when I was a kid I used to do that just to like when she dies self over the line. <laughs> <laughs> when she dies they're going to have an autopsy on it and I can say the cause of death is uh Darren waited too long before he got out of the shower. What <laughs> a bat! Whatever year then. I had a bat yesterday. And was swear to God, it was the first one this year. Oh, I'd love a bat. I'll give you a bat. Will you? Yeah. Will scrub you. you. I know. Just give us the bat. I want you to rub me around. I will. Just get your bat. Do you have a bat in the gaff? Yeah. Do you have bats? No. Is there something weird about having a bat? No, there shouldn't be. It's just a lot of effort to run it. Yeah. Bats are class. If you're in a shower, how do you like? Be honest with me now. <laughs> be honest with me. If you're in a shower. Do you wash your feet? Yeah. Fucking lie Not on the knee. Like, how do you do it? What, what do you mean? How do you do it? Then? I have one of them floofers. So then what? You bend over. Yeah, you bend, bend over. over and, and loof your feet. Yeah, but just, just the top. But just the top. Scrub, scrub the body, like scrub everywhere. and but Not on the knee, it get ticklish. <laughs> but you, what, do you not wash your feet in the shower? I don't, I don't think so. Do you piss in the shower? No. You do. With a toilet, just piss in the toilet. Sometimes the, the heat will get to you and you just have an old piss. Oh, oh I'm not that pissing. <laughs> Don't, I'm only joking. Do you, do you wash your feet in a shower? Eh, kind of, I guess. But no. Yeah, it's not essential, really. Your feet wash themselves, <laughs> I think, with the sweat. I don't piss in the shower, for the record. Nobody pisses in the shower. Well, probably there is someone out there that probably pisses in the it shower. It seems a lot of people do. Oh, that's a thing on Talking Bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. We've never delved into that now. If you're p- fucking pissing in the shower, that's fucked up. I think so. But I'm always made to feel like I'm crazy when I stand my ground and say I don't piss in the shower fucking disgusting who the fuck pisses in the shower nasty shit dirty bastards <laughs> that's a bit sick <laughs> it's just really weird like when you think of it it's not actually that bad it is but I well, wouldn't do it it's not really though my shower is the bat and my kids have bats 
Oh, well then, have you, ever, so, have you not got a walk-in shower, bro? <laughs> no, but if I did, it doesn't even still, then you're standing up in me piss. And I know it's being rinsed away and all, but ah, it's fucking nasty, disgusting shit. Does Terrence piss in the sh- shower? Yeah. And Does proudly he? puts his hands up? Proudly. The, um, Alvin? Yeah. He's getting a box when I see him then. Little sap, I'm going to thump him. But you Too have a noisy. toilet in your shower, like in your bathroom. Why, why, why not just go in the fucking jacks? Yeah, I don't know. Dirty bastards. Manky. It's a no from me. Manky stuff altogether. Would you like another few superstitions before we wrap it up? Oh, sure, if you have them. Okay, another superstition here. Dallas Mavericks shooting guard Jason Eugene Terry. He used to wear five pairs of socks when he's playing games. But he had a stranger one the night before every game. He would go to bed wearing the shorts of the next day's opponent. So, like, he's playing. the kit manager for the teams he'd play for would have to get my source. Like, so he plays the Dallas Mavericks, he'd have the New York Knicks and Chicago Bulls and everyone else. They'd have to have a pair of shorts ready for Jason to put on the night before, or he just wouldn't play well. Would Way above, if like he was crap. Like, what if he was just crap? And was like, what's the point in having that superstition if you're yeah. crap? Like, yeah, it's like only if you're good. Like Michael Jordan gets away with it. You'd say like he's fucking class, or like Ronaldo or something. They're class. But who was he? And was he any good? He must have been okay. All right. Uh, Wade Boggs, remember him from the Simpsons softball episode? I can't recall him. A lot of people will. 12-time All-Star, played for the Red Sox, baseball player. He had a few strange habits. He used to eat chicken before every game. He always took his batting practice at 17 minutes past five. Did his running sprints at 17 minutes past seven. And used to always draw the word chai... C-H-A-I, which is the Hebrew word for life, in the dirt before he would go up to bat. Uh, he he won 12 All-Stars, so... That makes, okay. It makes sense for him to have that superstition, uh, if he backed it up. Yep. Another very successful man, Patrick Roy. He was uh, the goalie for Montreal in the NHL. Apparently the most successful goaltender in NHL history. He would skate backwards towards the net and turn around at the very last second because he thought it made the goal shrink. And then during the game, he would talk to the posts. So if the puck hit the post, he'd talk to it and say thank you very much for that, Mr. Post. And he'd keep up a conversation for the whole game. He ended up with the nickname St. Patrick and went down in history as possibly the best goalkeeper of all time. I've never heard of him. Hmm. And last one, another baseball player. Baseball is a very superstitious game. New York Mets pitcher Turk Wendell. He used to always leap over the baseline and walk into the mound. So that's not that mad. But then he'd brush his teeth in between innings. So in innings is you, p- you pitch for a little while and then everyone resets and takes a break. So in between did he go each back to the change rooms or something? No, he'd do it in the dugout. Go over and brush his teeth and come back over. Um, he'd also wear a necklace decorated with the teeth of animals he had hunted and killed. And when he was getting a new contract from the New York Mets, his number was his uniform number was ninety nine. So he asked them. They were going to pay him $10 million, but he asked them, would they pay him $9,999,999.99? Because he was superstitious about the number 99. There you go. Played mad. It is a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Seems to work for him. There you go. There you go. Peter Crouch was similar to John Terry in that he had a list of superstitions and rituals that he adhered to before games. According to his wife, Abby Clancy, Crouch had a pair of lucky underpants that he wore during games even paying £600 on one occasion to have them brought home. Nice. Pretty good, isn't it? John Terry's one. 
he has loads. So that's why I said John Terry. He didn't like to touch the ball in the dressing room, which led to interesting encounters with Eden Hazard and others who liked to get a feel for it before games. He used to listen to the same CD in the car. That's kind of a, a common one for most footballers, I think. They listen to the same song in the car. Yeah. And just to kind of hype them up. It was American singer-songwriter, Usher. <laughs> Let it burn. <laughs> Straight to Stamford Bridge. Let it burn. Uh, John Terry would tie tape around the socks three times and make sure to sit on the same seat on the team bus on the way to away games. He wore the same lucky shin pads for 10 years too before ditching them following a defeat to Barcelona. Because he didn't wear the fucking shin guards. He, he ditched them and then he slipped against Man United in away. This is a mad one. This is Terry talking about Frank Lampard as well. In the Chelsea dressing room we have three urinals and me and Lamps started weighing in one. So we'd only piss in the same urinal before a game, which is mad. There you go. I'd be the same. Piss in the same urinal. I wouldn't have, like, when you play a tournament of Texas Hold'em Poker and you, and you reach the break, which is like, whatever, two hours, two and a half hours into it, I'd always have the same routine on what I would do, which is like, go to the bathroom and then wash my hands for a certain amount of time and then dry my hands and then I'd go out and some fields. It's not very superstitious, but I would do specifically, even if I didn't need to have a piss around, like I'd just go and do that. You need to get checked. Do you think so? Yeah. Fucked in the head, am I, man? You're gone, man. It's damage. If you're doing that, if you're washing your hands like that, I'd be asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very superstitious, but it's definitely a routine. Do you have any superstitions coming in here to record a podcast? I no. just wear uh, long socks instead of ankle socks in case no. uh, people see me ankles. Your cankles? Cankles, yeah. That would be bad luck. Be bad luck. It would be a bad luck. No, it'd be bad luck, and it would look bad. <laughs> Normal church service resumes next week on the Stala podcast, <clears throat> doesn't it? Yeah, you can return to the Church of Stala with Darren and Joe, and we'll continue our yeah. ramblings there. Now go we'll spread, there. go spread the word of Jesus Christ. Praise be to Stala. Yes. In the name of Stala and Go, go, go Loud and Darren and Joe. <laughs> Amen. Uh, press play. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Who the fuck is Amen? Amen. Body of Christ. Amen. Do you know what the gospel means? According to St. Luke. Truth. Nice. <laughs>